Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. I was at the gym uh, one day last week, and this man, sort of an older gentleman, I mean, not, you know, well, I'm 52, so that just tells you, okay, all right, yeah, I, and so anyways, so let's say he's 58, okay, <laughs> he comes rushing, he comes into the gym, he comes rushing in, and he comes to me and says, oh, thank God you're here, and I was like, what is it, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. And we're not close friends. I just, we've just acknowledged each other there. And he says, well, pastor, he said, I'm going to tell you, I have some good Christian neighbors that are always up when I leave in the morning. And this morning, there wasn't a light on their house. There wasn't nothing moving around. He said, I'm going to tell you, I thought Jesus come and he left me. <laughs> so I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> so glad I can do that for you. It is a sense in our air, right, that things are different now, aren't they? Yes. The end of time. It's on everybody's mind. It wasn't just, it's not just on our minds in this season. It was on the disciples, the followers of Jesus on their mind as too. And they asked these questions. How will we know when you're about to come? Because I believe that we are in the beginning of the end. The beginning of the end. And today it's not bad news. And, and some of you sitting in this room, you're like, oh, man, you're going to scare me to death. No, no, no. We do not want you to be like that man scared to death. That's why I have good news. Amen? Amen. Is that you, this is not to, this is to encourage you. Yes. Jesus picks this up. Jesus said this in Mark, or actually Matthew 24. Jesus said, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will what? Grow cold. Grow cold. Notice that. He's talking about Christian people. He says, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. What what has troubled me as a pastor is that watching this season of COVID-19, how it has separated, how it separated us for a season where we couldn't even come together. And then, then what really got me was my concern during that season. I, I prayed for you more through that season and still praying for you now probably than your mother did or grandmother did. I mean, I prayed for you a lot because I was very concerned. But what I've noticed is, is that there's some people that aren't coming back to church because they've given up on God. What I understood is that this tactic that I believe was of the devil was to, the only thing that he could do to break up the church was to isolate us. And what many of you don't understand is that there's many people that, and some of you in this room do understand it, that it's that once a week of that gathering together that gives you enough strength to take steps in your faith to the next week and get you through. That's, That's why the Bible said, don't forsake the assemblings of yourself together. 
And so, I, you know, again, I understand that there's people that are at high risk. And, and listen, our heart is with you. We understand you got to do what you got to do. But there's others that you need to be in the house of God in order that they can you know, draw this strength. Does that make sense to you? And I'm speaking to you as a pastor who loves you because I'm watching those people that they're not online anymore and, and it's just a hit and a miss. And, and uh, I'm very concerned for their spiritual life yeah. and their life. So today what I want to, again, is share with you the, is this, is that through this season we've seen people get discouraged, depleted, and just sort of disconnected. And so we want to make sure today that we understand that it's encouraging to be a part of the family of God. So that's the title of the message today that I'd like to share with you is Be Encouraged, Family of God. So this message is not about what we've been talking about earlier. It's about the family of God. And I want you to be encouraged. That includes everybody that's a Christ follower. And I want, to, I want you to be encouraged today. I, um, I don't know if you've ever flown on an airplane but I can tell you that one of the times that I, I dread flying the most is when you get on the runway and, you know, in Atlanta here. And, of course, you know, there, there could be a line of traffic with the planes and then when it's raining. And you know how we have those thunderstorms and, and you know, they're trying to get the plane off and, and you're sitting there. You know that it's going to be a rough ride. I mean, you just know that. You just go and you automatically brace yourself for that. And there's nothing that the pilot can do except for put the hammer down, the nose up, right? I mean, it's like, it's up in the air. And when you're going through those clouds and the turbulence is there, it's shaking that plane, it's rocking. You're, you're sitting in your seat and you're going like this, you know? And, and, and I, as much as I've flown, I still don't enjoy that. I'm like, oh, dear God, that's what I'm praying. That's what I'm doing. Jesus, help this. Lord, Jesus, take the wheel is what I'm praying. That's right. That's how Carrie Underwood got her song. It was me. You sit beside me when you're flying or something because Jesus take the wheel. But once you get up above the clouds and you get on the other side of the clouds, all of a sudden there's something that goes ding. And the pilot comes on and says, we have made it through the turbulence now and we're above 10,000 feet and it is safe to move about the cabin. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, it feels so much better on the other side of the storm, doesn't it? I I almost named this message the thing. (laughs) Because we are going through the storms right now. But there's another day coming, amen? It's just up above the clouds, and on that side of the clouds, it's going to be really good because God is going to gather us up, and we're going to get to be with Him forever and ever and ever. And let the church say amen. 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 So Jesus said this, Luke 21. Again, if you want to read the signs that Jesus gave, look in Matthew 24, Luke 21. He says, when these things begin to take place, stand up. And let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on out loud. Here we go. Lift up your heads. Lift up your head because your redemption is drawing near. That means this, is that you shouldn't walk around like, oh, my God, oh, this is getting so, so bad. No, it's getting to the end. And you shouldn't walk around like that man at the gym, like scared that Jesus is going to come and leave you. No, just be a Christ follower and enjoy your life. Someone someone asked me a long time ago, it's like, uh, well, let me back up. They asked me because I was told this when I was a kid. 
you know, I was a teenager. I was like, oh, well, Jesus is coming. You know, well, ain't no need me planning on getting married or anything like that. Well, let me tell you something. I've been married for 33 years. It's good, by the way. I said that like it could be negative. No, that was good. I did not mean that the way it sounded. Please. I don't think Rhonda's in here. Nobody tell her our secret, all right, the way that come out. But I want you to know that here's what I learned. is you plan your life. Like, you're going to live it your whole life, like you're going to be here the, your whole life, but you live your life like Jesus is coming back that day. Yes. So you're always ready. So when you're ready, you don't have to worry about that. Be of Christ follower, and you're good. So I would like to share these two words with you today because this is what I want you to share with other people. They're coming up on the screen, and I'd like for us to say them together. You ready? Come on. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. That's what he said, lift up your, Jesus said, lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. In other words, this is not always going to be the way that it is. It's going to get better. Amen? Amen. So I want to give you three things today. As a, as a family of God, three things that we have forward to look, uh, we can look forward to, and that is this. The first one it is, is that we are going to heaven. Amen. This is not home. This is, this is not home. We are going to heaven. Now, again, I want to let the Scripture share this with you. Uh, so I'm going to read a, a larger portion of Scripture today than I normally do, but I want you to listen to the words, all right? Here we go. He says, Dear brothers, we do not, know, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no what? Hope. Have no hope. He said, I don't want you to be like that. We believe that Jesus died and rose again and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own words, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Now watch this. Here we go. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord how long? Forever. And now look at this last, look at this last sentence here. Let's read it. You ready? Therefore, encourage each other with these words. He said encourage each other. So let me explain that to you. You know, people that we know, our loved ones, have, that have passed away that are Christ followers, their bodies, we lay them in the ground, but their spirit went to be with the Lord immediately. Yes. Amen? Yes. To be, listen, to be, to, to, uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so what I want to share this with you is that some people say, well, pastor, the problem is this, is that my loved one got cremated and their ashes were spread in the ocean or the river or somewhere. And so they just, they're gone. No, 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 no. When Jesus comes back, when that trumpet sounds, the Bible says the first thing's going to happen, those people in heaven, their spirit is already there with God, their personality. They're alive. But that body is going to come back together. And God created man, Adam and Eve, and created Adam out of the dirt of the earth. He knows how to handle dust. Amen? <laughs> he, he knows. He's got, he can just call it back up and it's coming back up. 
And they're going to come back and their spirit's going to meet their bodies. And guess what? They're going to go first. You know why? So that when we go up, when our time goes up and we go up above the treetops and we get, get above the clouds, guess what? We're going to meet all those people and all our loved ones are going to be, grandma's going to say, come on in, baby. Come on in, baby. We're going to meet all those people. And then we're going to, we're going to do a march right through the, the gates of pearl and on the streets of gold by the throne room of God as one big family. Hallelujah to that. Amen. You don't, you don't have to be afraid. Listen, everybody that you love that's already in heaven going to meet if the rapture takes place, the coming of Christ, that trumpet sound, you don't have to die. That sort of thrills me. Yes. I'm not a fan of it. Yes. Right? Yes. But if I do before, if I go before you go, yes. I've already told you, I want to make sure that Rhonda sheds a tear. You make sure she cries. <laughs> I've already told her too. Now, listen, Rhonda, I want you to take me to the long way to the cemetery because it's the only time that I'm going to have a police escort and everybody's going to get out of my way. <laughs> I want the parade, baby. <laughs> One time. But I want you to know, he said, be encouraged. Remember, if you went to church a while back, remember all the songs were about heaven? I remember being a kid and going to church, and they would say, take out that hymn, though, and you open up to page 333. What was 333? I'll fly away. Okay, anybody remember that? Yeah. Anybody? Yes, all right. The rest of you got, thank God he didn't know no more of that. <laughs> when we all get to heaven, right? When we all, okay, I won't go there, all right. That's why I'm preaching and I don't sing. But they would sing all these heaven songs. I remember my father, who sings like I do, so that we don't sing in public that much, and, uh, except when we're trying to embarrass our children. But I remember my dad, he would come and get me every other weekend. My parents were divorced. And I remember getting in the cab of my dad's truck and with my suitcase, and he said, he'd begin to sing that song. What a beautiful day for the Lord to come again. We used to sing about those songs. And let me just tell you something. Heaven is going to be better than anything you can imagine. Heaven's going to be better than Cancun, Mexico. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's going to be better than Rome, Italy. It's going to be better than Disney World. Heaven is better than Disney World. Hallelujah. In heaven, you don't have to go in that hot humidity and, and sweat yourself to death to have fun. Right? Oh, remember that? Going to Disney World and we got our kids and we having fun, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We having fun. Lightning storms and all that. <laughs> heaven, heaven is so good, it's going like, to be like Krispy Kreme with a hot sign on all the time. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Do you, know, do, you, do you know this? Oh, I didn't tell the other services. You know this, that in the Bible they had manna, like, like bread-like stuff that they ate. You know what? Praise God, our manna is going to be Krispy Kreme when we get there. <laughs> Glory to God. And you're not going to get fat from it. Hallelujah. <laughs> that, is, that is heaven, isn't it? I mean, like, wow, eat all you want. You're going to be good. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> I told you, this is something to look forward to. Be encouraged, people yes. of God. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. One thing else I want to share with you is that we're going to go to heaven when God comes, or either we die, we're going to go to heaven if you're a Christ follower. 
But you know, after Christ returns, we're going to live in heaven for like a thousand years. And the Bible says we're going to come back to earth. There'll be a new heaven, a new earth. And God's going to renew the earth. And you're going to have responsibilities. So here's the deal. God gave us a church to practice so we can figure out our responsibilities, what we like to do. And that's why at SEC, we have growth track. Growth track is so you can figure out what you like to do. Because listen, if you don't figure out your gifts and talents, what you like to do, when we get eternity and you come back, you know what? You might get stuck doing something you don't want to do. <laughs> so, so go ahead and tune up right now. So go ahead and sign up for growth track right now. So you can do it. I'm serious. Like sign up for growth track if you haven't taken growth track. Growth track helps you discover what SEC is all about. It helps you also to figure out your gifts and talents, how you were created. And we want to help you discover your gifts and talents. So go ahead and you do that on your connect chart. Look what Jesus said. Jesus said, do not let your hearts be what? Don't let them be troubled. Don't be upset. Don't let this scare you, he's saying. Trust in God. Trust also in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. I would not tell you this if it were not true. I'm going to what? Prepare a place for you. And after I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to where I take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. Jesus never encouraged us to like right about right now. He always encouraged us about a better tomorrow. Amen? Amen. That things are going to get better. And, and here's the deal. Like, you know, I did a funeral this week in, uh, of, a, of, of one of our members here, Shante uh, Russell. And, and, you know, it looks so final there. But, but the good news is, is I knew that that casting was casket was right there beside me, but she wasn't there. Her frail body that had been broken for a while was there. The cancer had destroyed was there, but I want to tell you, her spirit, and that lady had a spirit. Let me tell you something. She was, she was so weak, but when I went to see her the, the last time, I, I said, Shante, do I look any better? She said, no. <laughs> that, that spirit was strong right there. Even if she could barely have enough strength to open up her eyes, but she could tell me I didn't look any better. <laughs> it was so wonderful. That spirit is alive in heaven with God. Amen? Amen? And so you don't have to fear death if you're a Christ follower. Yes. Now, the question, how do we get to heaven? Because Thomas asked Jesus this question. He said, Lord, we don't know where in the world you're going. So how can we know the way? And Jesus answered. Would you read Jesus answered with me? Let's read them these four words. Let's read them. Ready? Come on. I am the way. I am the way. Jeff's not the way. Your parents are not the way. Your grandparents are not the way. Jesus is the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except how? Through me. So the only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way. You have to know Jesus. And listen, he noticed in the beginning of the passage I read, he said, those that endure to the end shall be saved. What he's saying is, not everybody that says that acknowledges Jesus will be saved. It's those that follow Jesus that will be saved. And so, because the devil acknowledges Jesus, but those that follow Jesus. So, even when you're in the most difficult time in your life and you don't know what to do, he says, if you'll just follow me, I'll show you the way. What do, what do you do when you've, been, when you've been given a divorce papers? You just follow Jesus. What do, you, what do you do when your parents run out on you? You just follow Jesus. What do you do when that boyfriend or girlfriend breaks your heart? You just follow Jesus. What do you do when you're in a financial crisis? You just follow Jesus. What do you do in the middle of a pandemic? You just follow Jesus. He said, if you follow me, you'll know the way. Amen. You know the way. You got to follow Jesus. 
That's it. Following Jesus, he gets you through what you're going through. And in the end, in the end, when you follow him, you end up with his father in heaven. When you close, if, if, listen, if, if you die before he comes, and if I die, the last thing, when Shantae relieved, when, when Shantae closed her eyes for the last time, Jesus was there to walk her into heaven because she had, he had been her way her whole life. Now he wasn't going to forsake her. He was going to be the way to the Father, amen? amen? So you don't have to be afraid of death either because Jesus meets you there, and he ushers you into the Father's presence. He is a way. Here's the question. Are you a follower of Jesus? Come on. That's the question. You have to answer that question. If you want peace in this world, you got to answer that question. Yes. Right. And the way you answer that question matters. It's your eternity. It matters. And, and I, would, I would not, I would be a, a sorry, low-down pastor if I didn't tell you this. Yes. I mean, if, if you went to the end of your life or, the, or Jesus come and you got left here because you never heard it before, oh, I would be so awful of me. So I love you. And I want you to have the same opportunity to know Jesus. And so right now, let's don't go any further without settling that right now. Would you just bow your heads in this room with me? Those of you that are watching, would you bow your heads where you are? In your minds, in your hearts, not out loud. Would you just pray this prayer if you want to know Jesus? Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry for my sins. I need you to come into my life and forgive me. Father, help me to do your son Jesus' will that I might be the best that I can be on this earth and that I can prepare forever with you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand for those that just received Jesus Christ. Now listen, if you did that, those of you, many of you in this room got a connection card. Hallelujah, they're back. <laughs> Please check that card, fill that card out. And then what, those of you that, are, that don't have one or, or that are watching online, there's a number on the screen. Please text me and just text the words following Christ so that I can pray for you. They're going to leave that up just a few more moments and we're going to move on. So be encouraged, everybody. Be encouraged. That's the two words. Matter of fact, we're going to put them on the screen now. Let's say them together. Come on. Here we go. Ready? Be encouraged. Number two, the second thing is the family of God. We're not going to suffer the wrath of God. Aren't you glad about that? The wrath, listen, do you understand the wrath for the Christian was already taken out on the cross of Jesus Christ? And so look what Paul says. He says, since we now have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from what? God's wrath through Jesus. Let me tell you. Because we live on a broken planet and because sin abounds in this, in this earth, we're going to have to go through some stuff. COVID-19 is not God's idea. He didn't cause all of that. And I just want you to, we're going to go through things like that just because we live on this planet. But look what the Bible says. I love this. First Thessalonians. Now, brothers, about the times and the dates, we do not need to write you. In other words, people are asking, okay, Jesus, when are you coming back? He says, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a what? A thief in the night. He says, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will, destruction will come then suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you brothers are not in darkness so that this day should not surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. 
We do not belong to the night nor to the darkness. So then, let us do not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert, self-control, for those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who get drunk, get drunk at night. And since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love of, and, and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to what? Suffer? Suffer wrath. Suffer wrath but receive salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Yeah. Therefore, here's these words again. Let's read it. Come on, the last line. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you've been doing. Amen. The promise is this, is that Jesus is coming. What was he saying? As we see these signs all around us, all these signs of the time. I mean, do you realize that they had what was the equivalent of a hurricane in the Midwest about three weeks ago? They had, it was like a hurricane hit the Midwest without any warning and not wiped out 10 million acres of crops. It was just like, where did this come from? And we see hurricanes and Jesus says, all these are signs of the times. And many of us have heard about the mark of the beast and the chip and all that kind of stuff. And we see all this technology that's there to do all of that stuff now. We see the times, but we're not alarmed. And we see this, like, he said, like a pregnant woman. When Rhonda became pregnant with our son, our first child, I went to the doctor with her, and I got the book. <laughs> they give you a book. And the book tells you everything to expect. And I got the book, and I read the book, and she would go, mm, oh, I got this pain. I go, that's a Braxton Hicks contraction. <laughs> She said, I'm on Braxton, your hicks, you know, I don't know. <laughs> and so, but as the time come, you know, we would see all these signs. But here, even though I read that book, it couldn't tell me when he was coming. Couldn't tell me when our son was coming. And I remember, I remember that where we were when she started having those pains. And we lived an hour away from the hospital that we were, where he was going to be birthed at. And I can remember because we got in the car going to the hospital. And the more she went, mm, the more I went, mm. <laughs> I was not delivering that baby on the side of the road. No, I read that in the book. <laughs> you could do, that could happen. So you don't know when, but you know it's coming. And that's the way the Bible says about the signs of Christ. And he says, you need to be together. You need to encourage each other. And that's what I want to encourage you to do, is that you need to be around some people to encourage you. That's why we have groups here at SEC. Listen, you have them available to you here. There, there's a, a, a little program that was given to you with them in it, and it's on our app as well. Please sign up for a group. Why? You say, well, pastor, I'm good. Well, maybe the person that's in the group needs you to encourage them. Amen. Use your life to help somebody. Please get in a group. I ask you to do that. So please sign up for that. All right. Okay, the last one. Oh, let me give this statement to you. It's so powerful, and I think this is worth you noting. That's why I put it on your outline. It says this. Those who follow Jesus, this is as bad as it gets. Those who follow Jesus, this is as bad as it gets. For those who don't follow Jesus, this is as good as it gets. So if you're following Jesus, listen, it's never going to get worse than, any worse than this. I mean, this is it. You, it's only better for you because of heaven. And so encourage each other with these words. The third thing I want to share with you is, is this, is that 
As a family of God, we are at the doorsteps of a great revival. Now, this is exciting. Watch this. There is never periods of darkness like we're going through and difficulty without revival following. It's never happened. Every time that throughout history, every time there's been this season of difficulty and darkness and heaviness and all that we're feeling now, there's always been revival. Watch this. In the 1960s, the Soviet Union was pushing communism, trying to get it throughout the world. Matter of fact, if you, if you go back and read any of that, or, or you may have been alive during that time and were old enough to understand this, but communism, you would hear a lot about communism because communism says there is no God. There is no God. Get rid of God. <laughs> What's amazing is, is that God's still around, but the Soviet Union isn't. But anyways, I don't, okay, let's move. But in that moment, we were, we were in a space race. Like, remember, we were trying to get the first people to the moon. And so, because we were in that race with the Soviet Union, those astronauts of the Soviet Union said, you know, we've been up into space. We just went up into space. When they got back, they said, we went up into space. We went into the atmosphere. And I can tell you, I didn't see any God. There's no God. And they come back, and they do their interviews, and they say that. Billy Graham said this during that interview. He said, you know what? Maybe you didn't see any God, but if you would have took that helmet off, you would have saw God. (laughs) It was so bad, even here in our country. All the conflict that was going on in our country. The question was asked by Time Magazine. It was on the cover of Time Magazine. This question is this. Is God dead? Because everything was so bad. In every period of darkness, God is working. And it seems like there's a revival on every, on the side of dark, on the other side of darkness, there is a a revival, a ding. 1971, our country began to experience revival in in the late 60s, early 70s. Matter of fact, it becomes so profound. Time Magazine had to put this on its cover. The Jesus Revolution. Because when God, they said God was dead and he couldn't be found. There was a resurrection that happened. Jesus began to move. The Holy Spirit began to move across our land. And I want you to know, in that Jesus Revolution, in 1973, my dad gave his life to Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that Rhonda's parents gave their life to Jesus Christ in that Jesus Revolution. And we are children of the Jesus Revolution. What I'm telling you is that God is about to move again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What I want you to know is there's a revival that's coming. The Bible says in the last days, God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters are going to dream dreams and prophesy. God is going to do it again. Amen. Oh, I, I, know, I know there's a few seats in this building right now, but you just better hold on because there's not going to be many days you're going to have to stand in line to get in because there's a revival that's coming and people are hungry for God. We're beginning to see it in the 20-somethings that they said they wanted nothing to do with God. The world has told us that they're down on Jesus, but we're seeing revival happening in the 20-somethings. Look at this, look at this stage right here. I, God is at work and he's moving. 
We're beginning to see entrances in teenagers again. They're saying, we got to get to church. Why? Because God is doing what we cannot see. When our minds are all on this political garbage that's going on, they won't matter anyways. God is saying, I'm touching the hearts of the young people. And there's a revival that's happening. Amen. Hallelujah. You never count Jesus out. You never count Jesus out. When you say this country's going to hell, oh no. As long as there's people like you and me that are looking at Jesus, no, no. There is a revival coming. Amen. Look what he says. Look what he says. Watch this. I was in, I know we've got to tell you, but I was in the middle of this pandemic. When it happened, we was about three or four weeks in, I couldn't meet with you, and I was distressed and distraught and go, God, what's going on? What's happening? Yes. And I read this verse. It was just in my daily reading that day, and it said this, Haggai 2 and 9, this was a promise of God. He said, the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glories. Hallelujah. Says the Lord of heaven armies, and watch this, in this place, I will bring peace, I the Lord of heaven's army have spoken. In this place, I'm telling you, we've had some great days together, but that's not been our best days. Our children and some of your grandchildren are coming to God. And they are going to rock this whole community with what God is doing. And you get to be a part of it because you have provided a place and you are providing a space for them to, to come home to. Amen. I want to tell you this and I'm going to have them come and sing. When we were getting ready to do all this big renovation, we'd come to what was going to be groundbreaking a groundbreaking service to everything that you're seeing now wasn't here. And Christoph, the guy I told you about, our former worship pastor, he came and he said, Pastor, I want to talk to you. And he never did this before. He said, there's a song that I think that we need to sing that talks about the, what God's about to do. And it was this song is called There's a Cloud. And what it says is this, is that the Spirit of God is about to, to open up the heavens and He's going to let His Spirit come, but we have to receive it. Lord. It's like, you know, you've got re- to receive what God says before you see what God says. Yes. And so in this song, as we begin to sing it, I want you to know, as He told me, and little did I know that He was given a prophecy for the hour that we'd be living in. And this morning, I want you to know that he left this world yesterday. But today, he's in heaven with God. And he's looking down. And we begin to sing this song today. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to come down and fill us. Would you stand with us right now? And my question to you is this. Is will you receive the rain? Will you receive the Spirit of God? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.